sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the morning after live right here on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, channel 159. That's the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network, I am Ben Stevens. It is a football Friday for sure. The divisional weekend in the National Football League playoffs. Eight teams still in the hunt for Super Bowl 57's ultimate prize, a Lombardi trophy in Phoenix, Arizona in just about two and a half, three weeks. We have four games over the span of the next two days that we will continue to break down for you with two Joes coming up here in hour number two. A cup of Joe and another to get you through your Friday morning and into your football weekend. But before we do that, we focus on college basketball. An interesting Thursday night in the sport ahead of a huge Saturday slate coming up tomorrow. We get you set for everything you need to know and the only place we can do that, the zone. Four Big Ten matchups last night, three of them going on at the same time, including in East Lansing, Michigan State hosting number 23 Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights looking to do something they had not since becoming a member of the Big Ten Conference. Go to East Lansing and beat Michigan State. That trend continues. Rutgers still winless in East Lansing against MSU as Michigan State gets a 13-point victory, 70-57, to covering at home as a two-and-a-half point favorite not a great offensive output from Steve Peichel and Rutgers last night 34 percent from the field just two of 17 from deep Michigan State was sensational four of five starters scoring in double figures and welcome to the Jackson Kohler show the freshman big man for Tom Izzo a huge night a double double off the bench 12 points 11 boards now please pay attention to Michigan State keep an eye on the Spartans because their leading score from last year returning to this year's team Malik Hall has really been banged up throughout this year only playing in nine games the Spartans are seven and two in those nine games when he returns and you see the Michigan State team that we saw last night the Spartans could make some noise come March but as we focus on the Big Ten the teams are the league's top team that would be the Purdue Boilermakers 61-39 yes 61-39, the final score last night in the barn in Minneapolis. Purdue on top in a big way, winning by 22 points, covering as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. They held the Gophers to only 39 points. Minnesota shot 31.5% from the floor. Purdue has now won five straight games. They have covered in four of those five in Big Ten action. Just one loss this year for the Boilermakers. It happened at home against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights just about three weeks ago. Purdue is certainly the Big Ten's best shot at this moment to claim a national championship in men's college hoops come early April to cut down the nets in Houston as the national champ. Something the Big Ten Conference as a whole has failed to do in over two decades, 22 years to be exact. Right now, Purdue, the odds-on favorite to win the Big Ten, minus 220. The third best price out of teams all across the country to reach the Final Four, 
plus 220. In the third best odds to win a national championship, it was 10 to 1 yesterday, 9 to 1 now behind only Kansas and Houston at the moment. Purdue, by far the best shot for the Big Ten of winning a national championship this year, led by Zach Eady, the big man, who is the odds-on favorite at 7-4 to win the Wooden Award. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The second hour of a football Friday, but with a focus right now on college basketball. All across the Sirius XM Channel 159 station that we love here on Sports Grid and our radio terrestrial affiliates as well. Zach Eady, an odds-on favorite to win the Wooden Award as the National Player of the Year in college basketball. Minus 360, he had 12 points. Six boards last night for the Boilermakers, the only non-double-double that Edie has recorded so far in Big Ten play. The odds-on favorite to win the Pac-12, a team that is now a perfect 8-0 in Pac-12 play, that would be number five, UCLA. I thought it was going to be a tough test for the Bruins going to Tempe against a really good Arizona State team led by Bobby Hurley as their head man. Arizona State 15-3 entering last night five and one straight up and against the spread as an underdog a four and a half point dog on their own home floor nope tiger campbell and ucla had different ideas a 12 point victory ucla covers as a four and a half point road favorite 14 straight wins for ucla and again a perfect eight and oh in pac-12 play so far elsewhere in the desert last night arizona that being in tucson taking care of business against USC in 81-66 victory for the Wildcats against the Trojans, covering as an eight-and-a-half-point home favorite. A big win for Tommy Lloyd and Arizona because they lost two of their last three entering that basketball game last night against SC. Just four and three in Pac-12 play before last night. Now make it five and three ahead of a huge matchup tomorrow against UCLA. What a game it is going to be between Arizona and UCLA as we look at the conference odds in the Pac-12. Currently, where it stands with UCLA, a perfect 7-0 basketball team. They're a minus 700 favorite. There are the conference odds. Arizona just 5-3 in conference play, plus 750, but a huge showdown between Zona and UCLA coming tomorrow. Also of note, out on the West Coast, Loyola Marymount goes on the road to Spokane and beats Gonzaga. 68-67, only the fourth conference loss in WCC action for Mark Few in the Zags in the last four years. A huge win for LMU last night on the road against Gonzaga. More of the morning after, up next. SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Divisional weekend kicks off tomorrow. Two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. So live right here on a football Friday on the morning after, you need every angle. And that includes the people giving you their takes on how divisional weekend will play out. It's what we do here as we are about to hit the streets of Manhattan for Benny and the Bats. I am Ben Stevens. He is our executive producer in the mornings and our field producer out there in the streets. He is Alex Fasano. Faz, it's not just about football knowledge this week, though. It's about the common knowledge we need for the numbers that are ever so important for a divisional weekend of the National Football League. 
There you go, Ben. You said it. We went back to the classroom. A little bit of a divisional theme to our Benny and the Beth. Real quick, though, I got to give a shout out to my guys at Yes Men Outfitters. Uh, that's Islanders right there. We don't care about hockey. They're on a three-game losing streak. I just had to say, Isles, pick up the pace. All right. Enough hockey aside. It's a football Friday. Right. Ben, you are so excited for the divisional round. I could feel it. I felt it out there with you on the streets of New York. Are we expecting another high total aspect from this weekend? Every game went over in wildcard weekend. Do we expect a lot of points in divisional round? Uh, it's a good question, Faz. I don't think the trend of five of six going over, all six would have been over <laughs> if Brett Maher could make a couple of extra points to continue this weekend. But when you look at the matchups, I'm not necessarily sure the one that is going to stay under. So I'll avoid the unders as of right now. It's not my favorite thing to do, of course, as Big Ten football has my heart. And I love a gritty <laughs> 17 to 13 game. But I'm not sure there's one on the board that I would point to and say, ah, that game's for sure staying under. Hmm. Interesting analysis, Ben. Let's see what the people had to say about this week. And I'm sure this will be a wonderful addition to this week's episode of TMA. We want to multiply that bankroll. So everybody sit oh. back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Benny and the Bets. We're on to the second round of the NFL playoffs. It's the divisional round in the postseason this upcoming weekend. Today, we hit the streets to test New Yorkers' knowledge, but not about football, about math. Math question for you. What is 15 divided by 2? Nope. Didn't know math. 8 divided by 2. Not me. <laughs> Good try, though. Can you solve that equation? Huh? No, we two idiots. Can you guys solve this math equation? Not on my lunch break. Mm -mm. <laughs> nice coat, though. Me and you, camel coat. I am not doing math. How come? You don't like math? <laughs> Can you solve this math equation for us? That was a no. Um, come on. It's it's three with a repeating of two, of course. I don't think that's a thing. Four and a half is what we're looking for, but thank you so much. Quatro ponto dois, quatro ponto meio. I think that's four and a half. Yeah. 2.2. Four and a half. Oh, shit. <laughs> And we give it a go. 4.5. 4.5. Do you know what spread that is this weekend for what football game in the NFL? Um, I'm not too sure, man. You know what four and a half is? It's the spread. Four and a half. That's the spread for the Bengals and the Bills this weekend. Who do you think wins, Buffalo or Cincy? Buffalo. The Bengals or the Bills? Who wins? Oh, my God. It's Flamingo. <laughs> Flamingo it is. Buffalo or Cincinnati? Mm, Buffalo. Confident? Yeah. I'll put money on it. You do? I will. <laughs> me, me and you both. There it is. That's a squad bet right there. There it is. Best friends. <laughs> Bills and, uh, Niners, no? Bengals. Bengals. this. You're a good mathematician. <laughs> no, I'm not. Can you solve that math equation? 30 divided. 4 into 30? Yeah. Yeah, well, I probably not in my head. I'd probably do it on my phone. Is that like 7.5? 7. 7.5. 7.5. Yeah. Oh! F yeah. Do you, why are you doing this? Because that's the spread for the Giants and the Eagles this weekend. The answer is, drum roll please, seven and a half. Who do you think is going to win? The Eagles, obviously. Who's going to cover seven and a half? The birds. I don't follow it. I just think it's a game that takes four hours and it should only take an hour. Three, two, one. Go no birds! birds. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. You want to do this math question for us? Sure, uh, four. You know what spread that is this weekend in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs? Uh, Cowboys Niners then. You're the, you're the biggest genius I've seen out in these streets today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got the Niners, man. I got the Niners, man. Best of luck to you. Right. Have a great... Oh, kind of hurt. Can you solve this math equation for us? 
Eight and a half? Eight and a half it is. Now, do you know what football game that's the spread of this weekend? What, uh, what game? Chiefs and the Jaguars. Who do you think wins? Chiefs. 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 Everybody, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. 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 Football divided by football is? Football. Football it is. All right, there, there you go. go, Ben. A football little, is always little the answer, football. Alex. Football divided by football multiplied by football, and the square root of football is always football. Now, Ben, we went on the streets and asked people division problems. I know you are not the biggest math fan, a history buff, right? Is that correct? I believe you're a history fan, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, so let me give you a little history trick while we have a couple yeah, minutes go, here. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go I know, ahead. I know, I got told. Exactly. Here we go. Really quickly, the Super Bowl this year. Super Bowl 57 held in Arizona. It was held two other times in Arizona, 2015 and 2008. Can you give me one of those Super Bowl matchups, the winner and the loser? Uh, 2008. Mm. Was that between the Colts and the Saints? Oh, close, but no, Ben. The answer was Giants defeating the Patriots. And Ah. it led to use 2008. The Giants, 25-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. It feels of 2007, 2008. That's what we hear out in the streets of New York. So there's a little little, little trivia for you, Ben. What the, do, you, do you know the 2015 Super Bowl, Ben? I probably should, right? That's not all that long <laughs> ago. I, 2015 Super Bowl, that's not the Patriots and the Seahawks, is it? Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. That is uh, Malcolm Butler. In the end zone Roll for on. the Patriots. Should have just given yeah. it to Marshawn, you know? Should have just given it to Marshawn. Always. Pete Carroll, Always. what are you going to do? But, hey, Ben, it's a football Friday. we got to get to the producer picks. So let's get us started here. Uh, I'm having my hand in the Saturday edition of Pro Football Today. Tune in at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network tomorrow. Making the graphics. And I saw the guys want a little, a little graphic on Boston Scott, who has just dominated the Giants every time he plays against them. So for my producer pick today, I'm going with Boston Scott. Anytime touchdown at plus 430. He scored 10 touchdowns in the last eight games against the Giants. I mean, hey, he scored, I think, to end the season against the Giants twice. I think it was, maybe. Either way, he's getting in the end zone this week. So give me Boston Scott a nice plus money price. He has scored in four straight games against the New York Giants. Boston Scott has 10 total touchdowns in the last two years. Four of them have come against the Giants. A giant killer. That is Boston Scott for sure, Faz. There you go. We love it. And now let's go to our other guy, Andrew Bacci Galupo. Now, his bet, I'm not a fan of because all season long I've been doing my anytime touchdown parlay packages, my anytime touchdowns in these same game parlays. And Stefan Diggs, like every time I bet on him, he just doesn't score a touchdown. I think he's got one touchdown in the last five games. But Bocce's riding with him at an even money price. So Stefan Diggs, anytime touchdown plus 100. I'm not betting on him, so he's probably going to score this week, Ben. I mean, when we talk anytime touchdowns, Faz, you have one here. Bocce has one here. We'll get to the greatest anytime touchdown <laughs> handicapper there's ever been in Joe Lisi coming up in our next segment. Bocce and you just trying to do your best Lisi impression we can only hope to be that good by the way it should be noted because it really started here on producer plays finally Andrew Bocigalupo last night the Nets on the road in Phoenix Joe Harris first basket score finally 11 to 1 he finally did it Faz he finally did it He's been betting that since 2020, Ben, since before the pandemic. But finally, Joe Harris, let's go. 
nails one first basket. Shout out to Botch. And of course, we got to end the program, or excuse me, end the segment here with our guy, Jesse Metzger, the man behind the graphics, Isaiah Pacheco, over 50 and a half rushing yards. I mean, it's the Chiefs and Jags. You know we're going to have a high scoring game here. Give me Pacheco over that number. He might even hit the end zone, too. I mean, with. When you look at Jesse, again, we call him the sharpest handicapper for a reason. Last week, it was Brandon Ayuk, a prop in the mid to low 40s. He finished with 73 yards. Who are we to fade Jesse Metzger? You will not find me doing that. Alex Fasano, thank you very much, as always, for your time. We go to the anytime touchdown man, Joe Lisi, up next here to look at the divisional weekend in the National Football League. Come back and join us live on the morning after on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Even if it is a football Friday ahead of the NFL divisional round this weekend in the National Football League postseason, sometimes you need a cup of coffee to get through. Our first cup of joe here on this football Friday is the touchdown man himself. The mastermind of the pigskin, Joe Lisi, joins us here on the morning after on this football Friday live on Sports Grid. Joe Lisi, thank you for being here as always. How many cups of coffee have you had this morning, my friend? I'm in too deep, Ben, but I'm I'm on my way to about another pot. So this is the calm before yeah. the storm divisional playoff round in terms of the NFL doesn't get better than this, baby. No, it does not. And when you ask Joe Lisi a question about how much coffee he has consumed, it's not a number of cups. It's a number of pots. The man runs on that and anytime touchdown props. He has been absolutely killing this market. He did all year long in college football on college football today and then in super wild card weekend as well. It's the additional angle, Lisi, to find who's going to score to have the eventual outcome of the game reflect that result. So we took some of your plays. We put them into some parlays and we'll break them down here. Let's start with the one that has the shortest odds of those players to find the end zone. And I do want to start with Kadarius Toney for the Kansas City Chiefs to score tomorrow against Jacksonville, plus 210. Lisi, as you look at Kadarius Toney, he hasn't been with Kansas City all that long, about to enter his first postseason game with the Chiefs. How do you uh, expect Toney to factor into that KC offense? I think he has a big part of this offense tomorrow afternoon against Jacksonville. Let's not forget Miko Hardeman ruled out for this ball game, he is the X factor, a Tyreek Hill type of player, not just in the passing game, Ben, but look for Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy to utilize Kadarius Tony in terms of fly sweeps. The reverse game, I think, will have an effect in terms of Jacksonville's defense. And Kadarius Tony, I think, had to build a relationship with Patrick Mahomes, not just in this game, but moving forward. I think he could be a huge asset. Should they move on to the AFC championship game against Buffalo or Cincinnati? I think he has the speed to take off the defense and at plus 210 has great value tomorrow afternoon. Kadarius Tony, of course, used to play in the NFC East. He's drafted by the New York Giants just two years ago before he was traded to Kansas City. Two other NFC East guys that have Joe Lisi's attention. Saturday, the first game up is the Chiefs and the Jaguars. The nightcap is in Philadelphia, Joe, between the Eagles and the Giants. Of course, 
there is a certain level of concern perhaps for Jalen Hurts and his right throwing shoulder injured throughout the end of the regular season. But Joe, we have seen that connection start to build over the last two years with Devontae Smith. How much attention do you think Devontae Smith will have come Saturday night? Well, I think he'll have attention. When you look at his career stats against the New York Giants in four games, Ben, 19 receptions, 233 yards, and two touchdowns. Averages about 4.7 receptions per game and about 58, 59 yards per game against the New York Giants. But the last time in MetLife, he broke out for a touchdown. Julian Love misplayed a ball. I know that they played well in terms of the Giants did second and third teamers in Lincoln Financial, but the way Minnesota exploited the, uh, the Giants secondary with the tight end in terms of Hawkinson and the secondary wide receivers of Osborne and Thielen, I think uh, Devontae Smith can eat it in this ballgame. And at plus, plus 130 to score against the Giants in terms of red zone opportunities, I think that's pretty good value heading into Sunday's game. And Devontae Smith caught two touchdowns against the Dallas Cowboys when it was Gardner Minshew as the quarterback there as we got to the end of this regular season. All right, Lisey, speaking of those Dallas Cowboys, Tony Pollard big on Monday night in Tampa Bay. 15 carries, 77 yards, but did not find Pater, something he has done a ton, though, throughout the regular season. Joe, in your estimation, is Tony Pollard now the lead back for the Cowboys offense? In this game, I think he is, Ben, and the reason why is you have a very solid front seven in San Francisco that can move sideline to sideline, very good in terms of run support, and we saw them shut down, obviously, DJ Dallas and Kenneth Walker only had 63 yards in the game, but Tony Pollard, not just in the running game, but in the passing game, the short intermediate passes, the screen game, get a mismatch in terms of a linebacker or a nickelback, I think is the the X factor for Dallas in this matchup. His breakaway speed and explosiveness could hit pay dirt at plus 170. I think he's going to be utilized a lot more in terms of this ball game than Ezekiel Elliott, a different type of game plan heading into San Francisco Sunday night. Lisey, it's a great point because I mentioned it. Tony Pollard has not scored in four straight games for Dallas, but he had 10 total touchdowns in the six games prior to that, including a few through the air as a receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. It's why it's an anytime touchdown, not a rushing score for Tony Pollard. A great look. So that first parlay, by the way, plus 18-25. Speaking of receivers or at least players more than likely to catch a ball and find their way into the end zone. The next one up, Joe Lisi, all players at 2-1. to one. Dallas Goddard, the tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. Zay Jones, a wide receiver, of course, for Jacksonville. And T. Higgins, also at plus 200 for Cincinnati. Joe, all of these three, plus 200 to find the end zone throughout Divisional Weekend. Who do you think out of this trio is more than likely to find the end zone? I think it's Zay Jones, and the way he broke out last week, 74 uh, yards on five receptions, a touchdown. He runs smooth routes. He's got a great relationship with Trevor Lawrence right now, and the second and third wide receivers, I think, of Jacksonville are going to have a huge day against the Kansas City defense. Don't be shocked if Jacksonville's in striking distance to pull this ball game out. I know a lot of people are suggesting that Kansas City is the right side, all Andy Reid does coming out of a bye is win baby but I'll 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 throw you this 
Where is the dominant yeah. team that Kansas City beat this year? Show me. They beat Tampa Bay earlier in the year. We know how good Tampa Bay is after that game against Dallas on Monday night. They lost to the Bills and Cincinnati respectively. So I'll go back to my original point. Who is Kansas City beaten outside the Chargers in the division in the AFC? Nobody. So the Jacksonville Jaguars on a six-game heater, they've won by 13.3 points per game in terms of the average margin of competition. Don't be shocked if Zay Jones and this passing attack take over Arrowhead Saturday afternoon. I could say, Joe, their best wins probably against the Niners, but that was back on October 23rd. It was a big victory for Kansas City and these Jacksonville Jaguars. But this Niners team, very different now than they were then back at the end of October. In fact, that loss to Kansas City was the last loss that San Francisco has this year. They've won 11 straight now, including this postseason. All right. We call him the touchdown guy because of this next touchdown parlay prop that you will see here on the morning after it is a big 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 number is it likely to happen maybe not but knowing how joe lisi has been in handicapping this market as of late i would not be surprised lisi eight to one for the cowboys defense to score a touchdown seven to one for joey silk the man that you know and love to find the end zone as well and then kenneth gainwell for the philadelphia eagles at a plus 430 price lisi this is going to hit, huh? They're like, this is going to hit. That 38000 payout is going to hit, right? Yeah, it is. I tell you what, I feel pretty good about it. I mean, when you just think yeah, about yeah. it, Ben, you need a lottery ticket heading into divisional playoff weekend, right? I mean, Dallas's defense is the most experienced, the best defense that Brock Purdy has gone up against since he's been a starter, right? 6-0. and We look at some of the teams like Seattle, Arizona, Las Vegas. I mean, come on. They're good teams, but not... Obviously, elite defenses like the Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons is an X factor. If they pick up a scoop and score or potential interception, there's your eight to one ticket, right? And then Joe Burrow scored against Baltimore. I think Joe Burrow is live in terms of this ball game against Buffalo on the road. The ability to sniff pay dirt. Joe Burrow is a very athletic quarterback, great pocket presence. If he's inside the 10 yard line and he smells the goal line. Don't be shocked if he has back-to-back weeks where he scores. And then Kenneth Gainwell. Everybody talking about Boston Scott. Everybody on Boston yeah. Scott now at plus 390. Kenneth Gainwell is the Darren Sproles type of player that could be utilized if it is a blowout in the second half or potential red zone opportunities. I like him plus 430. Listen, I think Boston Scott now, Joe Lisi, is Joe Poe. We got to go with the Joe Mo, and we got to look at <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell, in my estimation. To highlight Boston Scott, he has scored in four consecutive games against the New York Giants over the span of the last two years. He has 10 total touchdowns in the last two seasons for the Birds, four of them coming against the New York Giants. But now, a lot of people looking at Boston Scott because of that giant killer narrative, maybe Kenneth Gainwell is the other running back behind Miles Sanders to score a touchdown. Lisi, in that first game between the Giants and the Eagles in MetLife week number 14, where Philly went there and won big, 48-22, they ran for over 250 yards against New York's defense. Miles Sanders had a huge day. 17 rush attempts, 144 yards, and two scores. Just something to keep in mind as you handicap that football game. All right, Joe. One more minute left here in this segment. Your best bet for the divisional weekend in the National Football League playoffs is what? 
Jacksonville. I'm going with Jacksonville. I think they are live Saturday afternoon. Not a lot of people buying in. Trevor Lawrence battle-tested. I think you'll see a carryover of the fourth quarter and in the second half where they scored on all four possessions, three touchdowns and a field goal. Don't be shocked if they put the pressure on Kansas City. Kansas City, this could look like a couple of years ago with Baker Mayfield, same line, and obviously Joe Burrow going into Tennessee last year as a six-and-a-half-point dog, won the ball game outright. When you look at Trevor Lawrence, Joe Lisi is the mastermind of the college football pigskin. Trevor Lawrence, a perfect record as a starting quarterback on Saturdays, 38-0. Over the three levels, he has played football in high school, college, and now in the National Football League. Joe Lisi, as always, we thank you for your time. I can't wait for the plus 38,060 unit right there on that touchdown prop to hit this weekend. Have a great weekend, Joe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our final Football Friday thoughts as we head into the divisional weekend in the National Football League postseason. I am Ben Stevens. It is time now for the second cup of Joe. Following Joe Lisi, a tough task for all, it is Joe P. Sapia. Live right here on this Football Friday on the morning after. We'll dive into some of the props for all four playoff matchups that we have this divisional weekend in the NFL. And you can see more from Joe P. Sapia Sunday morning on Fantasy Sports Today, starting at 8 a.m. Eastern time to get you set for the divisional weekend. Joe P., as always, we appreciate your time as we round out a football Friday here on the morning after. It's always good to see you. Happy belated birthday to you as well, birthday boy. Someday you'll be 30. I don't know when. But someday, that's going to be a special day. But enjoy whatever 20s you got left there, kid. Enjoy it. Next year. Next year is the big 3-0. Mm. It's 29 right now, Joe Pisapia. 29. feel like I'm getting older and older by the day. All right. Let's go to the first game up that we have this divisional weekend. In Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, who I believe is 25, against Trevor Lawrence, who is only 23. The oldest quarterback this weekend is Dak Prescott. He is also 29 but that first game up Joe P the Chiefs hosting the Jaguars it's an eight and a half point spread the over under the highest of the weekend at 52 and a half Joe what does the largest spread in the highest total of the weekend indicate to you about this game between KC and Jacksonville well look I've been a very big supporter of the Jaguars I was here last week telling you the Jaguars were gonna win right I was all up in the Jaguars didn't look too good there after the first quarter and a half or so, but you stay the course. You stay with what you know, and you and if you you bet them in game, you made even more money on them. But we were on the money line last week on the Jags. Uh, look, the Jags are a great story. Doug Peterson's done a wonderful job. This is where the story ends. The story ends with Andy Reid with extra time to prepare because if you look at that number, that's the number that matters the most. He is legendary uh, against opponents after extra time to prepare, and Patrick Mahomes is looking for an MVP here. Uh, look, the last time these two teams matched up to Mahomes threw for 331 yards, four TDs and a pick. Um, now, you can't get off to a slow start if you're the Jags offense. You can't fall behind like you did last time. Like right. that is just not going to cut it. The Chiefs are not this unbeatable, like, 
team that they were when they made their Super Bowl run. Like that was the that was the top level Chiefs team. Had Tyreek Hill on and all that stuff going. The defense was playing really well too. They had some different players there that aren't there anymore. But I just think they're outmanned, outgunned, outmatched here. And, and the Jags might indeed keep this closer towards the end. I mean, that number is a little, I think, in question uh, because you could see garbage time here. You could see Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. Hey, go out there. Keep trying to, you know, get some experience, try to put some points on the board here, even if they're getting their butt handed to them by the fourth quarter. And that could put this number in jeopardy. That's why I go to the over-under. I think that's the number you're really looking for in this game, 51 and a half, you know, depending on where you're looking at. Sounds like a big number. I still think it's a number that's going to play. So that's where I'd be looking for if I'm going to bet this game. I'm going to stay away from the eight and a half. I'm going to look for the 51 and a half. But I think this is the Chiefs game here. And I think that the Chiefs will advance and advance comfortably. Uh, I hope it's still a, a fun game, but to look for an upset here in this one, I just don't think that's where I'm going. I do have one, but not this one. 27 and four, Joe P. That is what Andy Reid led football teams are after a bye, including the postseason straight up. And really, that's what it comes down to for the Chiefs here as they still look to cover an eight and a half point spread, but it's about advancing to another AFC championship. You see Patrick Mahomes, 310 and a half, the number on the rise. It opened at 305. In a hook, as you mentioned, Joe P, he threw for 331 yards and four passing scores in the initial matchup against Jacksonville. Joe P, when you look at the Super Bowl 57 odds and the Super Bowl MVP odds, they are almost exactly correlated between the best prices to win the Super Bowl outright and for the MVP to be the starting quarterback of said team. That includes mm -hmm. the Super Bowl favorites now in Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes at a plus 350 price as the favorite to win Super Bowl MVP. He is more than likely going to win the regular season MVP. Joe P, will he win a Super Bowl MVP to add to the trophy case as well? Well, I think you should invest in it because I think it's a good number here. Uh, I think the plus 350 still make a nice coin on that. I like the Joe Burrow number, plus 852, because that's part of my spoiler alert upset Woo! of the weekend here. Let's go Bengals. We got a lot of stats on that oh, one. I, I know everyone's worried about the offensive line. I get it. We could talk about a little of that maybe later on, but to me, it's Burrow and it's Mahomes. Those are the two people I'm looking at for this award. And if you want to go back to that other slide too, when you had that uh, significant three to one on the anytime touchdown score for Patrick Mahomes, don't forget mm. about that in the prop market too. He is elusive. He is a guy that's going to get out there in space and score a touchdown sometimes, especially with a defense that's been much more aggressive of late. The Jacksonville Jaguars are very aggressive in the last month and change. That's going to flush him out of the pocket in circumstances. Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown. I love that plus 310. That might be the best thing in this game you can bet on, period. He did score in the divisional round last year in that all-time football game against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills this year hosting the Bengals in the divisional round. Joe P., you have told us you expect Cincinnati to pull off the upset on Sunday afternoon in Western New York. The line has worked the other way, though, even more in favor of Buffalo at five and a half. So, Joe P., what is the key matchup that you expect Cincinnati to exploit to win this football game outright? Well, here's the thing. I understand that a lot of people have concerns. You know, Jonah Williams left tackle, you know, being yeah. out. I uh, don't know if we're going to get Kappa for this game either. But some of the guys they have who are plugging in, they're not just guys off the street. You know, one guy was starting last year as a rookie off and on. He played at Clemson. Like, you know, these are these are capable guys. And Joe Burrow got hit a ton last year in that run to the playoffs. He got sacked all the time. He was still able to overcome that. And the thing is, the Buffalo Bills are the least aggressive team out there in terms of rushing the quarterback. They're just not that team. So 
that's going to take the Bills kind of finding that identity to get to Joe Burrow. Now, when you do hit Joe Burrow this year, when they sacked five more times, they're 0-3. But if you have that small sample of what you saw, just a very tiny sample a couple weeks ago before that game got called, 4-4 was Joe Burrow, 52 yards, perfect passer rating. Jamar Chase had a touchdown Mm -hmm. too. I'm telling you right now, I don't think the Buffalo Bills, who have had trouble putting teams away here for weeks and weeks, I don't think the Buffalo Bills, a team that has been through a lot, big emotional roller coaster here. I don't know if the Buffalo Bills have enough of that killer mentality left in them. I don't know if that exists yet from this team. I think they did a great job when they went to Kansas City. That was a very close game there. They finally did beat Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow's different. He is built different. You're going to knock Joe Burrow down. Joe Burrow's going to keep coming at you, keep coming at you. We've seen it. Like, he has that ice water in his veins and stuff. And think about Josh Allen in a lot of these spots. And we saw it a couple years ago in that game against the Indianapolis Colts, if you recall, that playoff game that got real close at the end, real quick. Sometimes Josh Allen in these big games tends to do too much. He has to make mistakes. I was not impressed last week that that game against the Miami Dolphins, I don't care about familiarity. You are a significantly better roster at this point and a healthier roster than the Miami Dolphins. That game should not have come down to two minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry. That's a big problem, especially in your building with a third string quarterback. I have concerns about the Buffalo Bills and a big concern is this team that the Cincinnati Bengals defense is opportunistic. They play hard. They also are very malleable. They, they play to whatever your strengths are. They try to take that away. They don't just try to impose their will, which I think is always what makes them kind of interesting in the playoffs, which is how they made their run last year. They got a good unit there. They're also a unit that if they fail, they come back on the next play. You don't see that a lot in a lot of defenses. You see a lot of them kind of, they get frustrated. They quit. Not the Cincinnati Bengals. They might give up a play. They'll come right back at you and try to make one afterwards. That is huge come playoff time. And I think they're in some ways a little more battle-tested than the Buffalo Bills, because the Bills still have to prove it to me. I have the Cincinnati Bengals on the money line this week. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. I've already made that investment, but to me, the Bengals are the upset this week, and the Bengals are the team that's going to have to play Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen has been turnover prone. Two interceptions last week, not totally his fault ball off the hands of his receivers but three fumbles one of them lost that turned to be the strip sack return for a touchdown that gave Miami the brief lead early on in that third quarter it has been an issue all year long for Josh Allen now we flip it over to the NFC in the quarterback comparison between Daniel Jones off a huge week in Minneapolis against Jalen Hurts still recovering as we all believe from that right shoulder sprain a seven and a half point spread Joe P in favor of Philly the over under 48 and a half you can see what is expected of both quarterbacks certainly utilizing their legs as well Hurts 50 and a half for his rushing yards prop 44 in a hook is that number for Danny Dimes do you think this quarterback comparison and the numbers we see here Joe P will tell the story of how the game plays out in Philadelphia tomorrow night I do. I'm on the Giants side of this game. I still think the Eagles win, but I like the Giants with the points here uh, because I do think these are two teams that do have that familiarity, and I don't think we can take too much out of what we've seen when they played each other early in the year because I don't think the Giants team that the Eagles are getting now is the same team, and I don't think the Eagles are the same team that they were when they played the New York Giants. You've seen the Eagles look a little bit more human in the month of December into January, so that is also something I think we have to take into account. How will Jalen Hurts react here with the extra time, extra rest? Is it needed? Will they come out flat? There's a lot of questions here. Uh, Daniel Jones, very impressive. I mean, he was the first quarterback ever in the history of the NFL. His first playoff start to have a 300-yard passing game with two touchdowns and 70-plus rushing yards. First time ever. So 
now you have to deal with that. You have to deal with the Giants team that's kind of found Isaiah Hodgins, found some of this passing game here. It's really developed in the month of December. That makes them a different team to deal with with Daniel Jones. And defensively, they've been able to do enough. They're still not a great defensive team. I still think the Eagles come away here. I think this is going to be a much closer game than people realize. I would stay away from the total. I looked at that Giants number because that Giants number is pretty big. You still get it at seven in some spots, too. To me, yeah. I think I'm on the Giants. Again, the Eagles advance. This is kind of where home field advantage comes into account. But Brian Dable's done a great job with this Giants team. The other problem with the Giants is so much football in a short period of time, so many road games. When does that eventually take its toll? When do they start to tire out? I start to worry about that. Was it five of the last six games, I think, of the Giants on the road? That's a problem. And I think eventually the Giants just run out of gas. But I do think they keep this one closer than people realize. 11 and 2 against the spread. That is what the New York Giants are when booked as an underdog this year. The Dallas Cowboys, an underdog on the road in the nightcap on Sunday, the finale of the divisional weekend in the National Football League. Three and a half points, the spread in favor of San Francisco in Santa Clara on Sunday evening, Joe P. So when we look at this game, Joe P, we have Dak Prescott, who was sensational last week against Tampa Bay. And still the rookie in Brock Purdy making his second playoff spot. Which quarterback, which team do you trust more in this spot Sunday night in Santa Clara? Uh, this is one I'm just going to sit back and watch, to be honest with you. I think this one has the the classic four outcomes. And when you have a four outcome game, to me, that's a game you stay away from and you enjoy the entertainment because you can see this going a bunch of different directions. I will say this. Brock Purdy's been excellent. I don't want to take anything away from the kid but he's played teams with a record combined of 35, 49, and one. He also is now going against uh, a defense with the Dallas Cowboys as the highest QB pressure rate in the league. It's over 25%. That will tell the tale of this game, how he handles the pressure. Can he get rid of the football quickly enough? When he starts to get hit and knocked down, how does he respond? That's a question we don't have the answer to. It's great that he came back in the second half of that game last week, put a hurting on Seattle. It's great that he's got all these playmakers. Dallas is coming off their best game collectively as a whole. Save the kicking game. We can put that. But that's another big variable I think you have to worry about. It What's is. that kicking game going to be? Are they going to be in a fourth and one on the 30 and have to go for it instead of kicking field goals? So many variables stay away. But I think the Brock Purdy situation is one to really keep an eye on because this is an actual test. Joe P., we appreciate your time as always. The final Football Friday thoughts entering the divisional round of this National Football League postseason. Joe P., thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We round out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here live on this football Friday ahead of the divisional round in the NFL playoffs right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this football Friday. These two hours in all week long. All week long, we have been focused on those four divisional round matchups over the span of the next two days. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Eight teams still in the hunt for Lombardi Trophy as Super Bowl 57 champions. As we shared earlier in the show, we've gotten to this point 
with only one full weekend left in the National Football League. We have, of course, the conference championship weekend next weekend, but it's just two games on Sunday. The numbers are sharp. These are the best teams still remaining. It is hard to find those discernible edges. So we go to the prop market, and maybe not one of the marquee players playing this weekend, but one that we will show some love. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for an NFL division round playoff best bet. It is time for Bye Bye Bye. Zay Jones is becoming one of Trevor Lawrence's favorite targets here in year number two in Jacksonville. Zay Jones, last week, a huge game against the Chargers. Eight grabs on 13 targets, 74 yards in a touchdown. In the first matchup against Kansas City, when you looked at Zay Jones' stat line, eight receptions, 10 targets, 68 yards over his prop this week of 53 and a half. The reason I mention and highlight the targets is because Zay Jones, in eight of 14 games to begin the regular season, struggled slightly down the stretch of the Jaguars offensively, and it's an eight and a half point spread. The indication is the Jags play from behind, airing out the football. That does it for the morning after for all of this week and on this Football Friday. I'm Ben Stevens. Have a great football weekend. We'll talk on Monday.